98FM, it is the Saturday Social with Rachel. Now, it is officially snuggle season and new research has shown that snuggling, we not only enjoy it, but it is actually good for your health, according to science. And here to tell me all about it is psychologist and presenter, Emma Kenny. Emma, you're very welcome to the show. Oh, thanks very much for having me. Now, Emma, I know a lot of us joke as we come into the winter months that, you know, it's snuggle season and we like to get nice and cosy. And it's become just a bit of a phrase that people throw around. But there does seem to be actual, uh, you know, scientific benefit to snuggling. Oh, gosh. I mean, it's evidenced over 70, 80 years of psychological research, probably longer with respect. We know the impact of physical touch and cuddling, and it's a really good impact. It releases oxytocin, serotonin, and dopamine in the brain. Mm. They're all really feel-good chemicals. You want as many of those to be released. Mm. And they also counteract things like stress hormone cortisol. And they also help to regulate melatonin, which means that we get good night's sleep. So it's really powerful knowing that you have a kind of tool to tap into this. So one of the things that I've been doing is looking at how that physical spooning can also be recreated in nature regarding foods. And so I've been working with Meridian and actually it's pretty amazing the research that's been done on this. I don't know why we don't know more loudly about (laughs) the fact that a spoonful of peanut butter, it can have a profound impact on serotonin and dopamine release in the brain. It is. And I suppose this is a good one for, you know, not everyone is touchy-feely and not everyone likes to touch people. So this is a good other way to do it where you don't actually have to have physical contact. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that you did say about the beginning, that snuggle season and cuddle season, you know, every bit of research that we have on human experience is that most people are happiest and feel healthiest when they're surrounded by close bonds. So 73% of people in this research actually said, you know, that's where they feel most content. And you're right, snuggling on the sofa, 50% people said that makes me feel really good. But you're so true in what you're saying. Not everyone has access to other human beings. It's why I say volunteer or get a dog or a cat because actually they (laughs) also have an impact on the reduction of stress hormones so you should definitely look at doing things that you can naturally increase these good chemicals in the brain but when it comes down to hugging if you've got access to somebody in your life and you're not hugging them often you need to set a timer because it's (laughs) profound the impact it has without a doubt yeah you need to set aside a bit of time to do it it's funny actually I remember now this was before COVID but in Dublin there used to be um, like a cuddle club I'm pretty sure I interviewed them before and people would go along and just and it was nothing sexual it was just literally to, to you know get intimate with someone and to touch someone else and it Funnily is... enough, yeah, I know those. I, I did a ah. bit of research on cuddle parties. Yes, well, yes. Cuddle parties in the day. And now, yeah, everyone just went around to cuddle each other. And I think some people are really weirded out by it. But others who go, they feel really connected and really stress relieved. Yes. And I agree. I think anything that works for you, I think the extroverts are more likely to probably find that better. But if you're somebody who's quite... I'm quite an awkward person. I'm one of those people who's like, I do I hug, don't I hug? My husband's a real hugger. And I literally have to remind myself that the benefit I get from a hug equals what he gets. And I do think sometimes we forget because we've got access to it, just how important it is with social animals. Make sure you're having a hug four, five, six times a day. You are going to impact on your mental health. And I think so many of us, we think that mental health is some kind of 
thing that we have no control over that other things control. It's like, no, actually, there's a lot of stuff that we can do that gives us self-power. Emma, I'm wondering, right, because we were talking a little bit there. I'm sure there's lots of people listening here who love a good cuddle, love a good spoon, and that's happy days for them. But, you know, for people who do struggle Mm. with, you know, with physical touch, I have friends who, like, are so awkward when it comes to hugging. And, you know, they're really freaked out by it or they might give you a little, like, pat on the back when you're hugging, which is a true sign of awkwardness. Like, yeah. do, do you have any advice to kind of help them open up or, you know, kind yeah. of embrace the physical touch? I mean, I think the first off, it's like anything, isn't it? The more you expose yourself to something, the more normal it becomes. So if you haven't had a hugging upbringing, certainly I wasn't given a huggy upbringing. It's something that I developed because I realised it was important to be huggy to other people because then they start to reflect it. And I was really awkward. And now I constantly, even though I'm still a bit awkward, do it because I think mm. it promotes well-being. So just practice it. But if you're somebody, let's say you're on the spectrum and not everybody, you know, really feels comfortable at all ever hugging and that's okay but things like weighted blankets and hug buddies you can get those as well and of course if you are completely on your own and you can't hug then get a pet I really mean that because Mm. we know the impact of stroking a cat or a dog it has a major impact on your brain and when it comes to hugging and spooning Emma right like is there I know this is all based off science but is is there like you know is like a specific amount of time that you need to do it for to get that you know serotonin boost or are there particular hugs that are better than others like where it's all the whole body interacting so 20 to 30 seconds will give you a boost right it really will I mean, to be fair, any kind of physical contact. So if we stroke somebody's skin in an old people's home, they get a release of it. So it doesn't Mm. have to be massive. But I would say, you know, getting into the habit and a healthy habit, 20 to 30 seconds is really effective. I would also argue that some touch is better than none. So even if you've not got really close proximal bonds, but you've got somebody in your life who is willing to give you a hug, the more you have that, the more the brain creates that now you can cheat the brain quite a lot and people don't understand that you can hack it so for example if you want to release a little bit of a feel-good hormone you can pretend to smile your brain interprets that as an actual smile it releases the same amount of the feel-good hormone that it would do otherwise and again there are things like you can get hug buddies where if you're not a huggy person but you want to have that feeling of being hugged or you know blankets that waited those are all things that you can bring in to your world and certainly 20 to 30 seconds and also a good few times a day do you know what intimate bonds and close bonds and interactions with other human beings it's more powerful than a good diet you'll live longer with those even if you're not necessarily the healthiest person it doesn't just help your life it saves your life so physical contact if you even don't think you don't if you think you don't like it you think you're awkward socially whatever still you need it you always have to remember you're a human animal and you need it. Thank you so much for all so your advice on hugging and spooning today. Emma Kenny, TV psychologist and <laughs> presenter, thank you so much for your time on the Saturday Social on 98FM. Really?